This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for joining me. It's very much appreciated. Um, and uh, I hope that you're going to be with me uh, this morning, uh, specifically to, to react to yesterday's chaos. Uh, what a day. It was uh, absolutely fantastic um, to, to see Spurs lose in quite that fashion. It wasn't as fantastic to to see all of the, the the hypocrisy. Let's call it what it is. There was a lot of there was a lot of hypocrisy uh, after the game. Uh, it's going to be a slightly shorter show. Reason being is very good one. Uh, I am at Mikel Arteta's press conference at 11 this morning, so I need to be able to get round the M25 for that. We've also got Arsenal's open training session ahead of their game against Sevilla in the Champions League, which should give us a, a good indication about where certain players in the squad are at. Um, so, yes, let's. Uh, it will be interesting to see if Odegaard is there. Uh, there's been rumours about Jesus coming back, and you know if he's there, that would be quite the story. But uh, I'd be very surprised if he was. But, yes, I'll update you. I'll bring you all of the latest uh, from London Colney a little bit later on today. But that's why today's show is going to be slightly shorter. Uh, good morning to those in the chat box. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Jimbo, Johnny, Black Shine, SW, Old Dave, Matt G., uh, Carlton, Martin, uh, we've got uh, NSW and Glenn, uh, Paul, Old Dave, a Red Star, all the usuals and unusuals as well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, do drop a like, do subscribe, all of that usual lovely stuff. Uh, yesterday evening, I was joined by the fantastic James Green, uh, Sky Sports reporter, uh, Arsenal fan, to talk about Arteta uh, and his reactions and the reactions to Arteta. And we we did this show whilst the first half of the Tottenham-Chelsea game was on, which means that you got treated to quite the hilarious uh, reactions. You're going to see a picture of James if you've not watched the show in a second on one of the slides because it sums things up quite uh, quite perfectly. Um, and I think that certainly uh, it's, it's worth listening to. We talk about a lot of topics, including Arteta, of course. We talk about this Newcastle game. We talk a bit about Sevilla. We talk a bit about individual performances. And that's the last upload on the channel. So if you haven't yet given that a watch and you want something else to fill an hour and a bit with, because we went on for quite some time talking about Arsenal, uh, then please do go and catch up on that show. So uh, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? Uh, let's let's move on to the next story, which is, of course, 
What on earth did we watch uh, in North London last night? You can see on your screens there an image of James reacting to when the red card of uh, Romero was given. Uh, <laughs> a game which many put down as a simple win for, for Spurs because, let's be honest, Chelsea are pretty darn dreadful. And despite the fact that Spurs went down to nine men, Chelsea remained to be pretty dreadful. Uh, it was a chaotic fixture, uh, full of twists and turns. Actually, it was more so full of a twist and a turn in the direction of Chelsea and then uh, pure and utter dominance other than a couple of attacks on the break. And yet still, Chelsea nearly managed to still manage to mess it up. It's kind of crazy how we managed to drop points to this Chelsea side. I think that there is certain ways in which this team can be played against and work and I think Arsenal sadly didn't manage that uh, in their away game especially the first 60 odd minutes but uh, Spurs uh, decided to just completely shoot themselves in the foot not only did they see red cards for a uh, uh, Romero of course and a Doji a little bit later on and to be fair both of them could have been sent off ironically even earlier than they was because Romero should have been sent off for a petulant kick out I mean VAR saying it was petulance over violent I don't really understand why that's so you can just kind of petulantly kick people now apparently that's the bar that's the example that we're setting and Adoji's two-footed challenge is uh, you know I don't tend to agree with a lot of what Gary Neville said last night during the game but I do agree with his description of that which is a challenge that is universally hated I thought that was a really good way of putting um, that uh, that particular challenge because a two-footed challenge which connects should be a red card it's out of control the only reason he gets the ball is, is, few, is through pure luck uh, and he should have gone earlier and there we could, we could have seen an even worse scoreline for Spurs. But Chelsea, obviously, against nine men, then played a style of football which still lacked so much imagination and they struggled to find their way uh, to the goal. Tottenham, meanwhile, played a ridiculous high line. Uh, it's been called genius by some. Jamie Carragher after the game saying it was almost genius, despite the fact that Chelsea struggle against low blocks and have struggled to play against low blocks all season. And it's, it's thwarted them time after time after time. And yet Spurs decided to play the one system which gives Chelsea all the space and pace in behind that they need. So to call it nearly genius is kind of akin to a ridiculous, crazy scientist trying to come up with something mad and instead creating some kind of I don't know, fleshy virus or something. It was ridiculous um, to call it genius. It was crazy to compliment it. And it was entirely unsurprisingly predictable that Spurs were still after the game, given a huge amount of credit for their display, despite the fact that in a game which they absolutely had to win and were expected to win, they self-sabotaged. And I could not help but after the game, release that video, which I'm sure plenty of you have already seen, in which I use the classic age-old um, poet, uh, or poem rather, that you've now come to know, which is, imagine if that was Granite Xhaka. <laughs> and that is that is where we're at, is because if Granite Xhaka was Romero, if Arsenal had been the team that were giving up these stupid decisions, if Arsenal were the team that had you know, self-sabotaged a massive game against a, a London rival as they were top of the league, Arsenal would be getting absolutely battered this morning in the press. They would have been battered last night in the post-match commentary. They would have been called, as Gary puts it before, too emotional. I didn't hear those words about Spurs, despite the fact that anything but composed would be the word I would use. Anything but that word, you know, and emotional would have been a perfect way to sum up Spurs' performance. We would be getting destroyed if that was our performance. And yet Spurs, I'm hearing, can take just as much from that game as Chelsea could. Crazy, ridiculous, and as I said before, entirely predictable. Now, we need to talk about um, the greatest human to ever live, Ange Postacoglu, um, who was, after the game, very poignant, very 
ac- not accurate, sorry. Um, very, uh, again, not predictable. It's kind of premeditated, I guess. He was very uh, careful about what he was saying. It was very poignant, um, what he was saying. And it was clearly in response to, obviously, all of the Arteta stuff, speaking about the fact that he was brought up to respect referees and that, you know, their authority is being eroded and things like this, despite the fact, despite the fact that in the game, he was booked for disagreeing with a decision, which was, he explained after the game, when the referee, when the linesman, he thought had not given offside uh, and Vicario was being closed down when it was offside, uh, he, uh, he, did what he did. He exited the uh, the technical area in protest, I guess, in response to that, in disagreeing with the actions of the linesman, not respecting the rules <laughs> of, of what you're supposed to do and got booked for it. Um, so, yeah, kind of kind of ridiculous. And you know what the funny thing is, is I've seen some people say, well, Arteta's words were in a post-match interview, whereas he got booked in a heat of the moment thing. When has Arteta been defended for his actions in the heat of the moment, supposedly on the touchline? When has Arteta been given any time of day for his antics on the touchline, which so far I think have got two, maybe three in his time as Arsenal boss, yellow cards. Uh, and yet in the space of three months, Ange Postacoglu has got his first already in the Premier League. Yeah, double standards again. And not only that, but of course, suggesting that straight after the game, your emotions still aren't exceptionally high when you've been robbed as much as Arsenal were in the game against Newcastle. So the whole heat of the moment argument, I've seen some people try to pedal against Arteta, again, flawed just as much as Ange Postacoglu's tactics were last night in North London. And lastly, our headline story of the day, I mean, you can call it a headline story, everything's pretty much been headline, is according to the Mail, uh, Arsenal are set to send a list of refereeing mistakes to the PGMOL, discussing why they think that they are being incredibly... Um, you know, there's a lot of injustice going around, if you like, at the moment regarding Arsenal. And so they are going to be sending a list of examples, including the uh, Martinelli goal at Manchester United, including the Brentford incident last season, including the Manchester City game where Kovacic was not sent off. And of course, including this game against Newcastle this weekend, they are um, certainly uh, going to be p- compiling, it seems, this list to uh to take it as high as they can and i for one am all for it i don't care anymore i've i've lost the will to care because you know <laughs> consistency is dead uh double standards are the next thing to be discussed and used at every possible opportunity arsenal are categorically treated differently than any other club in the league it has been confirmed to the nth degree this season and so I'm all for this Arsenal against the world mentality I am all for uh, maybe a little bit of petulance ourselves Uh, I'm all for this I say that we use this we use it as energy we use it as motivation we use it as a way of hopefully propelling us forwards and we go into every game knowing that we're not going up against just an opposition we're going up against everything else that could go against us as well, because that is simply the way that Arsenal have to deal with things these days. And I have absolute respect for Arteta calling it out as it is. I have absolute respect. And I look forward to his press conference a little bit later on this morning. And I agree with what Nav says here in the chat box. I think it was Nav. Um, siege mentality. you got to use it. you got to use this to propel yourself forwards. I'm all for it. I, I, I've lost the will to kind of even have any 
debates about uh, with people about how you know the carefulness of, of words and stuff like that. I still think obviously you've got to have evidence to back things up, but I have complete empathy for people's views on PGMOL these days. Now there is just too many examples, and quite frankly, I hope Arsenal can use this to propel them forwards. Right, we're going to go to your questions and points in a quick part two. Right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. Uh, so, yes, we're going we're gonna to jump into the chat and tackle some of your points. Um I just, I just can't help but find myself utterly. Um, I feel like a changed man this morning. You know, it's, it's not about, it's no longer about being in a way sensible. Um, I've, it's snapped. Uh, <laughs> it's done. I'm fed up of patience. I'm fed up of uh, having to like toe the line, if you like, around uh, referees and PGMOL and the standards of how Arsenal are talked about in comparison to other clubs because it's just different. Why should we stand for it? Why should we just accept it? Why should we try and make excuses for it? It exists. It is It is a thing. Um, and uh, it now needs to be used to our benefit. Um, Rob Bob says, living in New Zealand and, have, and not having Sky, I haven't seen if there was a ref response to the Newcastle game or the PGMOL yet. No, not yet. Nothing yet, I'm afraid. Uh, Matt G says, I'm slightly worried about Tom. um we are uh, there were suggestions that Arteta may not even face a sanction um for his words I mean if I'm the PGMOL I'm sanctioning him I don't really understand like his words that were used I mean you think about some of the other managers that have said things in post-match presses or interviews that have been sanctioned how would Arteta not get sanctioned like how on earth has he not been sanctioned and I'm coming from the person like backing the guy and respecting what he did and that because I think it deserved to be called out but I can't, I can't get my head around why they wouldn't sanction him because uh, it's obviously a sanctionable offence. Um, maybe it's guilt. I don't know. Uh, Janali says, looks like this could be a turning point for the worst for Pat Butcher and his team. <laughs> big injuries and a big loss going into a tough run of fixtures for them. Um, look, Ange Postacoglu, I think, has come in and done a great job for Spurs. Uh, I do think they're very, very lucky, and I think there has been an element of their luck eventually running out, and that certainly happened, in my view, last night. They nearly got really lucky at the end as well. Um, They took so long on that offside for Eric Dyer's goal. It was like they were desperately trying to find any possible way uh, to prove that it was actually a goal. Uh, it was clear that it was offside. It was, it was. was. They said it was closer than they thought, but no, we could all tell that that was offside. I knew it was offside the moment the, the, the pass was played. He was in an offside position. And yet they tried so, so long to, to show that it should have actually counted. But uh, 
Yeah, just another example. There you go. Arsenal wouldn't get that. Uh, Derek says, Tom, Jesus, Chelsea are so poor. Je oh, sorry. I just see Jesus and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Chelsea are so poor. Also, very happy that we're only two points behind Spuds rather than five. Also, I think Wolves could do a, a job on them on Saturday. Of course, they've lost James Madison. They've lost Mickey van der Ven as well. Two huge misses for them. Um, and they'll be without Romero for three games. They'll be out with a doji for one game as well. So, yeah, there is certainly a lot of reasons to, to, to have a concern about what team might be playing against Wolves uh, next week. Hopefully, Pedro Neto might be available for that game, but I don't know what his injury situation is. Crosh uh, says, with regards to how our grievance with the ball being in and out and with the technology already being available, could we not use a Hawkeye-type system like they do with tennis and cricket? I think we could. I don't know why they don't. To be honest, I don't even know why a camera is not along the goal line. Uh, I find that staggering, to be honest, how they can have 30-odd cameras in the ground and not have two along each of the goal lines or the other lines that exist on the pitch. You could still use them, of course, to move uh, and to look at other angles of things. But surely, surely that we are at an age in football in 2023 where you can have cameras looking along a goal line. I find that kind of ridiculous. Uh, Leeds Gunner says, having rewatched the highlights from the NUFC game, um, I cannot believe open assault is being tactically allowed on our players. And also, a massive, massive, massive kind of shame on the likes of Dermot Gallagher. I watched back Ref Watch yesterday, and they were discussing how it, it, like Dermot Gallagher felt it wasn't a red card because it was his forearm and he hadn't elbowed him. Do me a favour. Like, are we really setting the bar this low? Is like, right, you can assault someone as long as you use a softer part of your body. You know, <laughs> use your imagination for what you think you could use now to assault other players on a football field because of what Dermot Gallagher has, has said. And Stephen Warnock, of course, on that show as well, bemoaning uh, Mikel Arteta and Arsenal's statement as well. Uh, and also taking a lot of Arteta's quotes out of context. Um, Chris, it was on Twitter, I saw, putting up a fantastic video breaking down um, all the specific, uh, specificities, if you like, of the uh, injustices and the inaccuracies of the quotations that have been used about Arteta. You know, you might have seen a few like October whatever and November whatever in terms of Arteta's quotes. They're all taken out of context. They all don't use the full quotes. They all don't use the context of when and where they were actually asked. So don't get fooled. Uh, people are certainly trying to deep fake you over the course of this weekend. Uh, Akamal says, I naively thought that there would be cameras on the goal line for this exact reason. I didn't think the refereeing would be this complacent that they never thought of that. And Martin says, Dermot Gallagher should know the laws of the game and it's any part of the hand or arm. Exactly. But uh, it's Arsenal, mate. It's Arsenal. So it's just it's just different. It's just different when it's Arsenal. It's just different. Ashish says, do you think Arteta and Edu have made plans already for January's transfer window or they will see where we will be at the end of December and then make decisions? I've heard Partey's injury is potentially long-term and maybe season-ending. I don't know where you've heard that from, Ashish. I've personally not heard that myself. That's not to say that it's not true, but I've personally not heard that. Um, regarding January, I wouldn't get wildly excited if I was you. I hate to bring the mood down on January, but the idea of Arsenal going out and spending huge amounts of money and bringing in two, three, four players is like, like you know, we brought in three players last January. I just don't see that happening. Arsenal's space in the squad is not the way it is. We've got 25 players in the squad. Cedric, Carl Hine included in that. People were saying to me on the comment section yesterday, why would Carl Hine be included? He played in the under-21s the other day. Yeah, so has Cedric this season. <laughs> Cedric's played for the under-21s this season. You don't have to be under the age of 21 to play for the uh to, to play for that so Carl Hein, as far as I'm aware um still counts um but uh let's let's see uh let's see what Arsenal end up doing in the January also you, your third goalkeeper would usually count uh 
just a heads up. Uh, most squads have their third goalkeeper, if not all of them. Uh, their third goalkeeper is part of that 25-man squad. Uh, John Cross uh, was the person that has said the uh, part injury could be longer term than people are expecting. Um, if that is indeed the case, uh, and you know, John's very, very well connected indeed, so I guess that we'll have to uh, you know, there's a lot of credibility behind John, so I guess we'll have to wait and see um, what he means by that. Partey facing lengthy timeout. Let's have a quick look and read this report, shall we? Uh, F. Partey. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Arsenal already have a growing list of injuries. Midfielder Thomas Partey is a major concern as he could potentially be out until the end of the year. Uh, that's just the end of the year, not end of the season. It's worth pointing that out. So that's, you know, December as well. There were suggestions that he was targeting the Luton game, but maybe recent um, what's the word? Diagnoses have, have seen that it's a worse injury than we first thought. So not good, not good at all. Um, on Devoli says, Tom, will you be doing a show with Potsy? Do you have anything coming up? Um, I, he asked me on the show tonight. Sadly, I'm not available. Uh, I'm out this evening, so uh, I won't be doing that that show. I would have loved to have gone on again and talked. I love that type of environment. It's different to what I'm usually open. And exposed to and it allows me to be you know a little bit more um debatable uh not debatable you know what i mean uh, uh it allows me to debate not me being debatable <laughs> you know what i mean anyway um i said it was gonna be a shorter show and i'm gonna stand by that because i need to get going i need to get on the road i need to get around that dreaded m25 and hopefully make my way safely and quickly to london colney to hear what Mikel arteta has got to say about the weekend's events about yesterday's events of course about any pgmol apologies about anything else it's going to be a fiery press conference an interesting press conference i'm sure i'm looking Looking forward to being there. You'll be able to get all of the updates from that press conference on the football.london website. We'll be doing a live blog of that presser and we'll also have a transcript for you um, after the game of every single word that Mikel Arteta has said, as well as also insight into the open training session that takes place ahead of the game against Sevilla. That's early this afternoon. So we've got the press conference this morning and then the training session in the afternoon. So uh, make sure you look out for that on football.london. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. I hope you have a fantastic day and week and I will see you tomorrow morning, of course, for the latest. But as always, keep your head up, keep safe, keep well. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.